Welcome to Arise. Today we're talking about how to arise into freedom with joy, love, and hope. Every one of us has a story, and each one of us here today has a testimony. And so we're going to take it some time and get to know each one of our panelists. And to start off today will be Crystal with her story of testimony. Crystal? Well, um, I was one of those people that always told my mom that I didn't have to go to church because the church was the people not the building. <laughs> and, uh, I figured out how wrong I was with that. But um, my sister kept pushing me and kept pushing me to go to church. And I finally went with her one Christmas. And uh, that Christmas she had actually got me a present. Um, in the packaging, or on the, it was in a brown bag. And on the side of the bag, there was a little note with a key on it that had the scripture, Matthew 16, 19. When you open the bag, it was a necklace and it had a key on it, which now hangs in my car. But um, if you've never read that verse, it's, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I love the verse and I understand what it means, but for the life of me, I can't understand why this verse gripped a hold of me. It gripped a hold of me so bad that I still have goosebumps every time I read it. So it wasn't six months later, I was a full-blown member of the church. I was going every Sunday, every Wednesday. My kids were involved in youth group. And this verse still grips me, and I still have no idea why. So six months later, I ended up having it tattooed on my arm so that I would remember it and continue to remember it. And I think it was a week after I got it tattooed, our pastor actually preached on it. <laughs> so it was like confirmation after confirmation. But I still don't understand why it holds me so tightly. But once you find that salvation verse, I mean, I'm sure everybody's got their own verse that just grabs a hold of you. The Word is alive. It is, it is. And my favorite, you know, I've got different verses that are my favorite verses and that mean something deep in my soul that hit me deep in my soul but that is my salvation verse mm -hmm. that is the one that holds me to the bible mm -hmm. and i'm not 100 percent sure why <laughs> yet it's one of those things that god hadn't quite revealed yet but i know it'll happen yeah so that is my that is my salvation um that's your meditation scripture. Yes, that is my meditation scripture. That is my, that is my key. Yeah. God is my key. And that is my reminder constantly that That's God awesome. is my key. Yes. That's great. That, that is really powerful. Um, and I think, well, a little bit of mine, like I won't go too far, but um, growing up I always went to church. I got baptized at a really young age and I think I was probably nine, and you know, you don't really understand at that point why you're doing it and what you're doing exactly. Um, so I grew up always in a church, um, but it was until I, I got into a relationship at a really young age, and this boyfriend that I had at the time was super mean and abusive at a young age, and so I just, I prayed to get out of that. And a, a big part of my testimony is my husband now. Like, God sent me a God-fearing man. He's so good to me. He's just my best friend. And 
So that's part of mine. And like you said, you had the salvation verse that you didn't really understand why it grips you like it did. And mine would be uh, Psalms 18 and 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And like you said, I don't really understand why that verse in particular just grips me. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at in mine. So, so um, we'll be right back after the break. And thinking back um, during my teenage years, you know, I got caught up in parties and drinking. You know, what teenager doesn't? Well, I don't say that because some don't, but I did. Um, and I just remember, like, sitting down and, like, looking at my life from a different perspective. And I was like, this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be known as this girl that goes out and parties and does all this stuff. Um, so that's really, like, what I remember being on my heart so strong to change my life. And, and you know, Jesus knows you're going to mess up. He just yeah. wants your heart. Like, yeah. And so that helped me along the way, knowing that I wasn't just a piece of trash. I was a child of God, and He would take me in every time. And um, so that's what led me to my second baptism. Um, and after that, I've it's got me where I am today. So I'm very thankful for the hard times and the trials because it made me who I am today. That is awesome. Well, my story when I was younger, um, well, all growing up, my family, my dad would sit us around and we would read the word together almost every day, um, especially on Sundays. That was like our, um, well, we were in church, but he would always make Sundays like the day where we all had to sit around and, <laughs> and read the word, but it was good for us. I'm thankful now for that. Um, he also played guitar and, and we sang a lot. Um, I always had a fear when I was younger um, of getting up on the stage and um, I always got anxiety really bad. But our whole family sang and so me and my two older sisters, we always sang together. My dad played guitar and sang and so we would sing at like church camps and churches and different things like that and I remember I was okay unless I had a lead part. And as I got older, um, it was it was a really tough thing for me to take a lead. And I knew that God had called me into that role to um, to be, you know, to sing and use my gift right. for Him. But it was extremely hard for me because I would get anxiety really bad. And so um, I remember getting on the stage so many times and my heart just racing and to where I thought literally that I was going to have an anxiety attack. So it was, it was really stressful. And so I remember thinking, how am I going to overcome this? You know, like, I know this is what God has asked me to do. Um, and by the way, I gave my life to the Lord as a young girl, probably about eight years old. I'll go back to that in a minute. But as an adult, I had to really overcome this anxiety. And, um, and it's just, it was really tough. So one day I just remember being on the stage and thinking, I, 
I don't, I don't know what to do, God. You know, I pray. I ask that, you know, God, don't let them see me. Let them see the Holy Spirit in me. You know, let them see Jesus in me because I don't want it to be about me. And I think when I really started praying that um, and also just telling myself, it was like one day it just hit me. You know, if I die, I'm doing what the Lord has called me to do. So right, right. really, why, why am I worried about what these people are thinking? You know, right. why stop thinking about like what I'm doing and focus on him? So that was kind of a turning point for me, just taking my mind off myself and remembering why I was doing it. Um, so suddenly that just shifted and I was no longer really nervous and it kind of gave me this Holy Spirit anointing. It just kind of fell on me after that, you know, like I stepped into what God had wanted me to do. Um, but I feel like there's things all along our lives that we face that are that cause us to be very fearful. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the dream that I had, um, it, that I was caught in fear. That, that dream depicts a lot of us and what we were often too fearful to move forward in what God calls us to do. So that was probably a big pivotal moment in my life. But um, when I was younger, I was tormented a lot um, I say tormented, but I had a lot of nightmares and a lot of, um, I don't know what, what happened in my childhood. Um, I don't really remember um, what caused me to be so, um, I, guess, I guess in some ways just feeling like um, fearful a lot. Right at night and stuff like that, just, just being afraid of the dark. Be, and I know a lot of children experience that. But I just remember having these night terrors a lot. Um, and when I, um, one day, I, I was at Awana. It was like a children's uh, kids group. And um, they taught me the, the message of salvation. And so I remember going home that night and just giving my life to the Lord. And I knew that was like a turning point. And I, all those night terrors just stopped. And it was like a pivotal moment wow. for me. So it's definitely something to that, giving, you know, where God comes in and um, is the Lord of your life. So Making that personal choice. Yeah. So with that, um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You know, I was thinking I could really relate to Jenny and Jada's story. Um, like the two of you, as a young girl, I gave my heart to the Lord. And um, I, I was involved in church and Sunday school and, you know, all of those wonderful things. But I came to a point where in my teenage years, I walked away from the Lord. And I was doing nothing to serve him. In fact, I was going the opposite direction, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, and I got married, and uh, at the birth of my second child, he was born very premature. And the doctors came into the hospital room, and they told us, they said, you have two choices. They said, you are going to give your son this medication that can do this whole list of things to him that were horrible things. Or you cannot give it to him, and he is going to die. So this is your choice. And as a young mother, 
I was totally destroyed. I mean, it's like you, you make a decision to give this medicine and this and this and this, or you do nothing. So it was kind of a no-brainer. You, you know, you're going to give him the medicine, right? Um, well, my mother-in-law's pastor came up to the room that day, and he asked if he could pray with me. And when he asked that, I was so desperate. I was so desperate. He, and I get emotional just thinking about that, that day. But he prayed with us, and once he prayed, I made a vow with the Lord in that moment. And I told him, I said, God, if you save my son, I will serve you all the days of my life. And I said it, and I meant it. You know, it was, it was something that I truly meant. And um, I floundered a little bit, uh, not long. Uh, it was due to some circumstances. But um, anyway, I've pretty much um, lived by that vow. And um, I was thinking about um, my scripture. Uh, my pastor said years ago uh, that we needed to find a scripture that was ours, that we called our own. And mine has always been Psalm 63, the whole psalm. And I'm not going to read it all, but I'm going to read a portion of it to you because this is my heart. Um, it says in verse 1, O oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water, I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and your glory. Your unfailing love is better to me than life itself. How I praise you. I will honor you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest of foods, and I will praise you with songs of joy. And God has given me so much in this 20 years now that I have given, well, longer than that. Oh, time slips. <laughs> uh, he's given me so much. I mean, I have gone places that I, I could have never dreamed of going. And I have done things that I couldn't even fathom. I mean, and it's all because of Him. It's all because of God and, and just the journey that He's had me on. And so I pray and I believe that I am going to fulfill that vow to him until I take my last breath because he's been so good. He's just been so good to me. And that son is 31 years old now, and he is perfectly fine. Uh, yes. So anyway, that's my story. Well, that's an amazing story. I actually can really relate to yours because mine's a little similar um, with my last child. Um, so I grew up in church. Um, well, I thought I grew up in church. My memory was a little shaded, you know, how that happens. But for the most part, I, I grew up in church, and um, I knew the scriptures. I knew the stories. I went to a, public, a private school, the whole nine yards. But I never got to know God, you know, on a personal basis. And so um, a time in my life where I lost everything. I lost the, the man that I thought I was going to live with the rest of my life. I ended up pregnant with our last child and all alone. 
and um, that was a difficult time in my life. And so I began to search, seek out God, but my other little foot was in the, in the world. You know, I was going out to the bars and doing the stuff that people do, and, and I was just kind of one foot in and one foot out. And, um, well, my baby was born, and he was less than a month old, and it was, um, I decided to go out, and I went out, and my friend told me, having those friends, told me, Bobby, you're opening a door, you really shouldn't. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do nothing bad, I'm just going out, you know. So I did, and the next day my son ended up with pneumonia. And he, um, and there was nothing, he, was, he hadn't even had his shots yet, so there was nothing they could do. And they had to do a spinal tap on him, and that just tore me up. And so um, I told the Lord that day, I, I kid you not, I said, God, if you can get him through this, I will serve you, and I will not, I, it will be no compromise walk. Well, um, he got him through, and I stood to my word, and I lived that life that day as best as I could as a no compromise walk. But in the middle of all of that, when I was alone, um, I don't want to leave this part out, my friend said, Bobby, you're going to have to let God be your husband and your friend and your father right now. And I'm like, ha, and let him love on you. And I laughed and I said, love? What's that? You know, everybody who's ever told me they love me have left me or gave me rules I had to live by. You know, it, it had to be their way. And that night I got off the phone and I said, you know what, God? I want to know you the way that my friend said. I want to know you this way. And I began to seek him. And as I began to seek him, he opened up the doors and, and showed me. And um, just like y'all all said, man, my life is, he has poured out so strong into my life in ways that I just have, uh, can't even explain. You know, it says that when we seek after him, the things are added unto us. I mean, there was, I didn't have money to eat. I didn't have money for diapers. I, and God just took care of everything. And the scripture he gave me when I first started was Matthew 6.33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And boy, God did not uh, come short on that verse. He provided more than I can ever imagine or think, and things that I don't even ask for, you know, and friends I don't ask for that God provides. And as it continued in my walk, he gave me one other scripture, and that's the Jeremiah 29, 11 that I've talked about so much in our show, you know, that he had plans for me, and those plans are for good, where all the others, all I ever seen was something bad or negative, and, and those plans are for good and not to harm me, and um, I began to trust him where I wasn't able to trust him, and so I got to... Um, I found out, just like we can read about the president, we can know everything about him, what time he gets up in the morning, what time he goes to bed, what he wears, blah, blah, blah. But until we sit down and get to know him on a personal basis, we don't get to know him. And that's what happened with me and God. I got to know him on a personal basis, and it changed my life. And so with all that, I hope today that you have enjoyed our our stories, and we hope that it made a difference for you, and we would love to hear from you. So reach out, send us emails or a comment below, wherever the platform is that you're listening or watching. Until next time, thank you. Wasn't those testimonies amazing? 
that just always blesses my heart so much. You know, I'm so grateful for my testimony, but it didn't come easy. And I just recently learned how to write down what I went through and where I was and what God did for me, but do it in a short version. And But writing it down really touched my heart. And it really showed me where God's brought me from and where he's bringing me to and where he's brought me through. And it just blessed my heart and made it full of faith. And so I'd like to talk to you a little bit how to do that, to let you write yours down and then share it. And it may be one that you're waiting to do. You're waiting on it. You're waiting on the, the breakthrough. And that's okay. You can write it in faith and believing what God is going to do and watch him do it exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. So what I'd like to do is teach you how to do it. There's three things you need to do. One, you have your conflict. What your your issue was you that God has that you have had a problem with or maybe um, you had a, a bad childhood, maybe you had um, a bad marriage, whatever that may come through. And then your resolution would be what God did for you, your outcome, and then what you do now and what the Lord has done for you now. And maybe, again, you have to write this in faith. But man, what a great way for God's love to be shared with as many people as possible. It'll bless you and share it on social media. It'll bless them, you know? And if you're really brave, you might even do a Facebook video or a Facebook Live. And now I would like to go ahead and pray over you in, um, in Ephesians 3, 14 through 20. It is my declaration and then our prayer for you. Alrighty. It says in Ephesians 3, 14, let me get there. For this reason, I bow to my knees that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in you, your hearts, through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what, what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ that, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we can think or ask, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. All right, so let me say a quick prayer over you that your testimony will touch millions and also touch your heart. And if you're doing it in faith, I bet you could find something that the Lord has brought you out of already. All right. Dear Lord, we just thank you for your glorious um, grace and righteousness and mercy that you give us. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to bring into each person's heart 
a way that they can see how awesome that your love has already been and will continue to be. We thank you for this day. We give you blessings and honor. And we pray for anyone who may not know you that will come to know you today. In Jesus' name, amen.